From the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is the Entree Leadership Podcast, where I take calls from leaders like you about what it takes to win at any stage of business and leadership. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host with over 30 years of experience from the trenches. Yeah, no theory around here. This is the stuff we really do. Practical advice. And we'll take your calls. The phone number, if you want to be on the show, is 844-944-1070. 844-944-1070. And uh, you can also go to entreleadership.com slash ask. Our team will get with you and uh, line up the time to get you on the call, and we'll make you part of this podcast. Beth did that. She's in Springfield, Illinois. Hi, Beth. Hi, Mr. Ramsey. Thank you so much. Um, I have a healthcare business. Our revenue from last year was $6 million. Cool. Good for you. And we have 100 employees. Wow. Um, so my, my question is that my dad is working on his estate plan with the goal of dividing it equally between me and my siblings. It includes the healthcare business, a farm, farm ground, cash, and investments. My mom passed away two years ago, and I'm the CEO of the healthcare business that she founded. Uh, my sister's husband used to work in the business, um, but after my mom passed away, there was a bad falling out. Um, and so he is no longer part of the business, and everyone agrees we need to, my sister should not inherit the business because of those issues. Um, and so with the current values of the businesses and everything in the estate, I would need to buy out part of my sister's shares from the business. And it was suggested to me um, as part of the estate that I would then take out a loan in order to buy out her shares. However, my husband and I are 100% debt-free, including our house. And we want this to be even with everyone, but we don't want to go into debt for an inheritance. How many siblings are there again? uh, Three of us total. Okay. So you, the sister that doesn't need to be involved, and your brother. Correct. Okay. Where, does your brother work there? He he does the farm. Okay. So, so the, the, the health care business represents more than one-third of the value of the estate. Correct. With um, that, and then my dad also wanted to evenly split the farm ground. So one option is I could give up part of the farm ground. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Sure. Your dad doesn't get to do this to you. Okay. I don't care what he wants. I'm sorry. I, I mean, it's his money. He can do whatever he wants, but uh, I, I can choose not to take the healthcare business if he doesn't want to do it my way. So uh, it's silly for him to uh, m- mess up this situation. So the farm, the, I'm sorry, the healthcare business, if we, if we don't split, if you took only one, what's the total of the estate? Um, Value. If it's split. If it's split evenly, we would each end up with $2.7 million. And And what's the value of this business? It's not $2.7 million. No, it is um, – I'm sorry. I should have had that. I, oh, roughly. I believe, um, I believe it's roughly 4 or $5 million of it. And then there's the farm ground and the investments. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, that can't be right. No. I think it's roughly... Uh, the, roughly the healthcare business is grossing $6 million. What's it netting? The... Um, the healthcare business. We, what is it when net? We, when we did the... I'm sorry. When we did the valuation when my mom passed, it was around $3 million value. Okay. That that sounds reasonable. Okay. And, yeah. Sorry. And, one, and the estate is, lar- is smaller than $9 million? Correct. 
Okay, so even if you only took this, you can't get clear. You still owe right. your, you still owe at least your brother. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, unless it goes up in value, well, of course, the stupid business is going to go up in value faster than the farm is. It's going to get out of whack the longer he lives. If you yeah, keep growing that's the that's business, you're going to grow it faster than that farm value is growing. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, um, number one, let's go back on a couple of basic principles. All right, number one, sure. principle number one is it's your dad's money. He can do with it what he wants to. You can't make him mm -hmm. do anything. But you you do have to, you do get to choose whether or not you want the healthcare business. And you could choose if he doesn't do it on terms that are reasonable to you to not take it and go do something mm -hmm. else with your life rather than be forced into a situation with a sister that you're not talking to or don't want to be in deals with or be forced into a bank loan, okay? And I'm not going to be forced into either one of those by the fact that dad refuses to structure this properly, okay? So mm -hmm. number one principle is I can walk away. Number two principle is he gets to do what he wants to with his money. So I would sit down with him, your brother, and if your sister can sit in the room and be civil, I don't mm -hmm. know how that works, and go, mm -hmm. guys, we need to work this out because I'm willing to take just the healthcare business, but I'm not willing to be in debt to do it. Sure. And I'm not willing to take the farm, a third of the farm, and that forced me even into more debt. But if the healthcare business is more than one third, Dad, you've got to decide if you want to split this unevenly, which he, there's no law or even a moral construct that has, says it has to be split evenly. Mm -hmm. you know, her husband misbehaved with the owner of the company, your mother, and so he got booted out. There's nothing that says it has to be even. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, the Ramsey kids are already on notice. If they're not serving God, walking with God, if they're going to misbehave, if they're going to go do cocaine, they get nothing, and the other two will get all of it. You know, and so mm -hmm. that—that's you know, I'm, and I'm not because I'm not going to finance stupidity with my death. That's dumb. I'm not going to do that. So that so your dad could decide. I, I'll give you an idea, but I don't know if you can pull it off relationally in the middle of all this. But, but I'm trying to think of structures that'll work. Number one, I, I think you could put forth the idea, I don't want anything, if you will leave me, if you want to leave the whole health care thing to me, no strings attached, I'll take nothing else and be fine. Would you be fine mm -hmm. with that? Yeah. Okay. Number, put, put that forward. And then you could mm -hmm. say, and um, we can lock in the values for purposes of all that right now. And dad, if you live 10 more years, then we're going to go with today's values. Mm -hmm. Or we could say, dad, uh, you, you're going to do brother gets the farm, sister gets this pile of investments, and I get the health care or whatever. Regardless of the values in the future, we're going to do that based on what it is today. Mm -hmm. Because the farm is worth $3 million. The healthcare business is worth $3 million today. The healthcare business could become worth $10 million while the farm goes from $3 million to $4 million mm -hmm. if he lives 10 more years. That's mm -hmm. e that could easily occur because you're growing this, aren't you? Yes. And you're growing it right now if you're only getting, if it's got to be split even, you're growing it for them, not for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what I would do is, okay, the way you can structure it is, is you have an option to purchase the uh, health care uh, for 
2.7 or yeah, 2.7 million dollars uh against the estate, against your share of the estate. And I promise to take at the estate and the will can say you get nothing more than the health care option. Mhm. Okay, so you're lock what an option does it locks in the price. And mm-hmm. the value of the healthcare company doesn't go up and offset the and throw this thing into a tizzy because it's not fair for you to grow this healthcare five x while he's alive, and the farm grows ten percent, and the sister does nothing, and the brother's a farmer, and you're the CEO of a healthcare company. These things are not equal. Mm-hmm. And then you get screwed because you get a third of the thing that you grew most of it. That that's not fair. So locking in the valuation today with an option is fair. Is this making any sense? I'm making this up on the fly, but that's what feels right. Yeah. I mean, emotionally, obviously I want to be even with my siblings, but, but also emotionally, I understand I'm doing the blood, sweat and tears in the business right now. Yeah. I I don't, I don't want, I I have no desire to work for them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, thanks. (laughs) You know, I don't mind working for dad, but I, I, I really don't work for my sister who we had to throw her husband out because he's a twit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to work for her. And that's what you're setting up accidentally. It's an, it's the unintended consequences of, of this not being thought through well. So it may be you need to get an estate planning attorney in with the discussion with y'all in the room. And you all sit mm-hmm. and go, how can we do this? Because here's the concerns. I don't want to grow this thing 5X and then be responsible for, you know, paying you guys out for what I grew. No, thank you. So the only Mm -hmm. way I know to do that is to lock it in with some kind of option price today. And I will tell you, I don't want anything. Y'all can have everything if I take this business. If I'm not going to get this business, I don't think I want to quit. I don't think I want to keep running it. Mm -hmm. I don't if I'm you. And that's not that's not yeah, being well, mean. It's not an ultimatum. You're not threatening people. It's not blackmail. But I mean, it doesn't make sense that you grow that you grow something to create a problem for, for you and for your sister. So uh, I, I'm I, my, I've told my kids growing up, fair is where the tilt a whirl is and the cotton candy is. Okay, there is no fair. This is not socialism. This is Ramseyism. So we're going to do what we want to do. And so what makes sense is this. You get that, you get that, you get that. It didn't come out even, oh, well, you know? So Mm -hmm. an example of that was when we started saving for college, uh, our oldest child was already six. And uh, so she got more money put into her account because it took more to get her to college level by the time she got to 18 than it took for the others. I didn't put the same $100 a month in in the three-year-old that I put in the six-year-old because the three-year-old's got more time. And that, well, that's not even, I don't care. Even isn't necessarily fair. If I work twice as much, I should make twice as much. That's not even, but that's fair. And so that, that, you know, that's the kind of stuff we look at when we're building an estate plan around our place. I I think maybe some kind of an option where you tie the price down today and you agree to not take it, whatever you guys do with the other stuff, you can have it. I don't care. And, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think it's healthy for your family, you and your brothers and your sisters. I don't think it's healthy for the possibility of reconciliation for you to end up owing either one of them money. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Or you to be forced to go against your principles and go get a dadgum loan to buy them out of the share that they got by nothing other than the luck of DNA lottery. 
It's just a, a, so y'all need to lock down your values now and decide, okay, you're going to get this, you're going to get this, and you're going to get this. And if it grows to more or less, that's okay. It's still, it is what it is. And, and just set that up in the thing. And, and you need written confirmation of that to continue to grow this healthcare company that, so let's pretend it wasn't your dad and it wasn't your brothers and sisters. I'm just mm-hmm. rambling, but I mean, I'm trying to think of how to properly emotionally set this up. You would never do this deal with a stranger. Where right. You get it when they die for an, unde- for an undetermined amount of money later. You'd lock in the price now. Wouldn't you? Correct. Correct. You know, I, I may not become the owner for 10 years, but I've got my price set. And I have to wait on, I have to wait on the old man that owns it to die. And I'm buying it from this old man. And it's not your dad. I mean, that's, that's not a good, that's the only way that'd be a good business deal. Cause otherwise you're growing against yourself. When you're the CEO, you're growing a thing and you're costing yourself money on what you buy it for when the old man dies. If you're buying right. it from a stranger, you would never do. That's why I'm coming up with this. It, it does. It's not right. It's the wrong thing to do. And your dad didn't mean to do that. He's not thought about it. Your mom evidently had the business acumen and, and, but it's an unintended consequence of him fumbling around with this. Mm-hmm. So clarity, real communication, kindness, but firmness, blunt, bluntness, don't leave things unsaid, but don't be, you don't have to insult your sister or her twit husband. You don't have to do any of that. You can, you don't have to say, I said that, um, cause I don't even know who they are, but, uh, but I mean that you don't have to do it. You don't have to go there on that. It's just, you've got a principle here. If I were going to buy this business upon the death of the owner, from a stranger, here's the only way I would do it. I would not continue to grow it and increase my cost of purchase based mm-hmm. on my success. That that's a that's a backwards incentive plan for a CEO. They would never do that in, out in the rest of the world. And you shouldn't have to do that for your dad or for your brother and sister. There, now I got to the bottom. Of it. it took me a minute to wander around, but I finally got where my 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 gut it was wrong. It took a minute to come out of my mouth. So there you go. But that's a very cool situation, and you guys have obviously done a good job. But let me tell you, if you don't get this handled, it's going to end very poorly. If you don't get some clarity and some good, solid legal documentation locking this stuff down, this is going to end in y'all having a fractured relationship that your mom or dad didn't want after their death. This is one of those estate plan situations that's going to cause that. This is the Entree Leadership Podcast. Hey, by this time of year, you've set goals for your business, communicated them to your team, and are making them happen together. But while you're busy getting after it, don't forget the primary goal of every single one of your employees, to get paid on time and in the right amount. Payroll, it isn't the most fun part of your business, but it's probably the most necessary. So skip the payroll stress and check out Payority. They're a comprehensive payroll company that does it all for you. Just send Payority some basic info, and they handle everything else. Direct deposits, deductions, reimbursements, tax filings, forms, all the things. If your business has 1 to 100 employees, Payority is perfect for you. And if you need support, you talk to an actual human who cares about helping you, saving you time, increasing your profitability, and giving you some very necessary peace of mind. Plus, Payority makes switching payroll providers easy. Go to payority.com slash entree leadership today for a free consultation. That's payority.com slash entree leadership. 
Hey, listen up, small business owners. I don't care which stage of business you're in. If you're doing it alone, you're doing it wrong. You need people. People need people. Yeah, we do. We need people. God said it is not good that men be alone. You need people in your corner because owning and running a business might be the hardest thing you ever do. Ideally, I'd like to see you in an advisory group or an executive coaching so our team can really wrap our arms around you, walk alongside you through every season, every stage, even some of the detail. But if you're not ready for that, at the very least, I want you to get into Entree Leadership Elite. Elite is our digital membership that will connect you to teaching and tools designed to guide you through all five stages of business. No more questioning what to do all by yourself. You'll also get access to regular e-coaching sessions and our private Facebook group. You can stop doing business alone, and you should. And Entree Leadership Elite is one good way that you can do that. Go to entreleadership.com slash elite and join today. Meredith is in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hi, Meredith. Welcome to the Entree Leadership Podcast. Hi, Dave. So great talking to you today. You too. What's up? Um, so uh, we own a small civil engineering consulting company um, in Raleigh, and our last year's revenue was $773,000. And this year, we um, just found out we were going to be projecting over $1 million. Way to go. Um, thank you. We're so excited about it. That's cool. That's a big milestone. Yeah, it is. It is. We were, uh, we were kind of jumping up and down yesterday. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I started on my own about six years ago. And uh, now we have five salaried employees, including my husband and I. And we just feel So, so you and your husband plus three. Uh, yes, sir. Okay. And we, we just feel so blessed that people want to work for our company. And um, just given that we are a small business and so appreciative of the team members that work with us, uh, we would like to give them something at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So the question is, how do we set up or is there, because I'm an engineer, um, <laughs> is there a formula to use uh, to give year-end bonuses and then also secondary is how do you take into account growth or new employees um, for the following years? Well, number one, you don't have to do the same thing every year. So just because you do something one year doesn't mean you have to do it every year. As a matter of fact, it's okay. a good idea to not make it. You don't want entitlement to set in or expectation to settle in because the bonus is an unexpected pleasure, right? Correct. And yes. if if it's expected, then by definition, it's not unexpected. So, <laughs> so there we go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, we don't, uh, we do, we do a, a prop, for instance, we do profit sharing and we do it every month. Um, and that is expected, uh, as long as there's a profit that month, but it, va- it vacillates pretty dramatically between month and month because some of our months are really dry and we've got some really juicy months. So uh, the bonuses or the profit sharing checks are all over the map. So anyway, that's there. Now, how can you determine how to disperse this among the three people? So what is the sum that you think you will be dispersing that you're going to divide by three in some method? Let's see. We're looking to hire two new employees in the beginning of next year is our goal. This is for the end so, of the year. This is this year. Yes, it's for the end of yes. So I guess I'm already yes in the future, but um, probably about a hundred thousand or so. Among three of them. 
Well, that's going to be the rev- yes that you're going to give away for, to the three employees. Well, no, that we'll have um, we'll have the ability to. It'd be the revenue for the company. No, you're not going to give all the revenue to the three employees. No, so I guess that'd be just our extra leftovers. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want you to anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, our extra is a hundred. You got really excited about this million, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, yes. Okay, so you got an extra hundred grand, um, and really, there's you and your husband involved, and you're the owners, and so the maximum of that you would distribute to them would be about thirty. 30. Because because you're the owner. Right. Yeah, and what do they make? Um, average about one fifteen. Yeah. And so they get a $10,000 unexpected bonus or $15,000 unexpected bonus. That's a really nice day. Yeah. That, that's a lot of money. <clears throat> okay. Correct. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing you do. And, and But they get disappointed, though. I guess I, I want to. Why would they be disappointed? They don't have anything to. <laughs> they, don't, they don't expect anything. If they got but a next- dollar and they didn't expect anything, it's a dollar. Right, but what about next year? Would they get disappointed if it wasn't as? Oh, I think that's a different. Oh, com- that's so a different hard. conversation. It's a different. I'm talking okay. about this year. Okay. This year, I want you to just sit down with your husband and go. This feels good. Uh, Twenty thousand a piece doesn't feel good. Fifteen does. Ten feels a little chinchy. I don't care. You you make it up. I didn't. I'm not saying that's true. You guys talk about that. But you don't need to give all of this money to these three people, number one. You all are the owners, and you work there, too, your owners and employees. So, you know, if you split it five ways, that's 20000 a apiece. Um, mm-hmm. That's your max. And you wouldn't, and you, why would you give them the same amount as you? You're the owner. You started this. Okay, that's not, that's not, right, that's not we, equitable. But you always talk about how, um, as a small business, we don't really have um, you know, all the, the fancy things, the 401ks, the insurance. We're not trying all, all to offset that. all of that with this bonus. Okay. So don't all you're doing is that. saying we had a great <laughs> year and we want to say howdy. Okay. And it's a really nice howdy. That's <laughs> all you're doing. You're not, you're not changing the whole philosophy of compensation. You're not setting up something that necessarily goes forward. This is a one-time good time thing. And that's what you tell them. You go, this year we had a great year. I have no idea what we'll do next year. It, last year you got zero. <laughs> right. Next year you might get zero. But this year, howdy. Here's 12.5. Here's 15. That's how you set it up to where there's no, and you say clearly, no expectation for the future is allowed because you didn't have an expectation (laughs) for this year because last year was zero. We could be back to zero. I don't know what this economy is going to do. We got an election year coming up and a bunch of crazy people running for president. We don't have any idea who's going to get in there. (laughs) I mean, it's a dadgum fruit show. So, um, you know, it's unbelievable. And, and you don't know what you're going to get. So you just talk like, just tell me that's the truth. I don't know what we're going to have. We'll deal with next year when we get here. But we have, we have one of our core values at Ramsey is we share the profits. That's it. We don't tell you how. We don't promise you when. We don't say based on what. But if we make a, you know, we make a bunch of money, we're going to share it with the people that brought us to the dance, our team. Right. 
But right. if we don't make how- a bunch of money, we ain't going to share it because there ain't anything to share. And so there's no expectation. This is not corporate America. We have a little formula, and this is our corporate bonus <laughs> program, and everyone knows what the formula is, and it nobody gives a crap about anybody, but we have a formula. No, this is just, I got some money. Howdy. Here's some of it. Next year, okay. we'll deal with it again. And I would I would keep it that open-handed. And then as you come into fourth quarter of next year, you got two more team members that started in January. They haven't been there as long. Maybe they don't get the same amount. Maybe it's not an even split among that group of five if you have a profit next year. Maybe the newbies get one level. You got one level of bonus for newbies. You got another level of bonus for the others. Or maybe you got one level of bonus. We, we had, for a while, we, uh, we had people that were on commission that got almost no bonus because if they wanted a bonus, they could go sell something. And hmm, the ad the, okay. pe- the admins, the people, the people making this place run in operations, like in accounting and the ad- personal, the administrative assistance, that kind of thing. Those people, the admin people, they're stuck. They got a salary. They can't, they can't affect their income. So we would dump profit more on them than we would the people that could affect their income with their actions. So we just, we, we developed class, so to speak, classes of bonuses. And we would share different amounts with different people and based on that. And all we were doing is just sitting down and going, hey, what feels right this year? And uh, ours has changed many years every year. It hadn't hadn't changed every year for the last two or three, but – I mean, we used to change it all the time. We don't, our, our team does not know how our profit sharing works. We don't, because we don't share the formula because the formula is never the same. It'd be tough to share. So do you just keep that between the people that need to know? Yeah, so we just, we make it up. For my husband and I, and then, yeah. um, but we so have how the, did you come we have to a princi- have the monthly? We have a principle oh, of generosity and we have okay. a formula that we're using for this quarter that the accounting team knows to run the bonuses out. Because the formula doesn't matter. All the all that matters is the principle. Is there's profit? We're going to share it with you. Okay. Right now, you got to be with Ramsey a year before you're in profit sharing. Right now, if you're at a certain level of leadership, you're exempt. You don't get profit sharing because you got other kinds of you got other kinds of comp programs. Okay. Sure. So my operating board doesn't get profit sharing. They're the ones paying it. They don't get it. So that'd be <laughs> dumb. And so you know we're trying to make sure the money is distributed to the people doing the work. And uh, as a howdy, 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 thank you, thank you, howdy, and to hand them a check, and it's a great way to say thank you. And if you don't get all caught up in trying to make it predictive and uh, entitled, then no one gets predictive or entitled with it. Um, And and you just make it make a big loud noise about we just share, we love you, we appreciate you, we're going to share with you, and that's all you need to do, and then figure it out. yeah, the problem is you get into corporate America and they think they have to put a comp plan that in place that stays in place for 10 years and then it becomes part of people's lives. They get dialed into it and they have an expectation. And well, I didn't get my Christmas, you know, you got Clark Griswold. He didn't get the Christmas bonus, didn't get the pool, you know, because it was an expectation. And that's what you get into. You know, stay away from Clark Griswold bonus programs. There we go. This is the Entree Leadership Podcast. Here's a math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so you and your team need to streamline time-consuming tasks to focus on the activities that make 
money. Smart businesses are realizing that to reduce headaches as they scale, they need NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform. With NetSuite, you can reduce IT costs because it's cloud-based. You can cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one source of truth. It's a big deal. And you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, saving time and cutting manual tasks and errors. So join the more than 37,000 smart companies like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and are boosting their efficiency with NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to drive the right behaviors for your business absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash Ramsey. That's NetSuite.com slash Ramsey to get your own KPI checklist. This is the Entree Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Ramsey. Melissa is with us in Richmond, Virginia. Hi, Melissa. Welcome. How can we help? Hey, Dave. What an honor it is to talk to you. Thank you. You too. How come? What's up? Um, so I own an architecture firm in Virginia. We've got four team members. Um, and last year we did about 185K. I'm not in a position to give them a raise this year. Um, and one of the You got four ideas. people working there. You did 185K top line? Top line, two full, two part time. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I, I couldn't even figure out how you could pay four people out of that, much less keep an office open. All right. Well, right. you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't. So, um, are you are you on an upswing or a downswing? We're on an upswing. Okay. So we'll you do about two thirty five this year. Okay. All right. How long have you been open? I've owned this business twenty five years. Had employees for five, so I owned my job for a while. Now I'm getting serious. Okay, so you're trying to move from treadmill or, or solopreneur up to treadmill up to peak performer then. Okay. All yeah. Right. And so you're going from 180 to 235, and you've got two part-timers, two full-timers, and you. I'm one of the full-timers. Oh, you have one full-time employee. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, two part-timers. Why did Correct. you choose two part-timers rather than, are they different disciplines? So one handles um, admin, and that's not a full-time job at our okay. firm, and the other one is an intern, which is also not a full-time job. Okay. I got you. I, I got the picture now. Okay. I, I see what you're doing. I I'm th- I'm, think it's good. Very good. How can I help? Um, so I'm not in a position to be able to give my staff raises this year, and they've earned them, but that's just not where we are. Um, and I'm looking for creative ways that I can express my appreciation, let them know how much I value them. Um, even though I can't do it with dollars. Okay. Um, I don't want this to sound um, unappreciative or cold, but an intern doesn't get a raise. They're a freaking intern. Correct. My intern would not get a raise. Okay. You're correct. A- anyway, um, and a part-time admin might not. Um, it's a part-time gig. I mean, it's just a, it's not like something that, that's it's a different situation. The only one I'm concerned about is your one full-timer. Yeah. Um, and what does the one full-timer make? Uh, she makes about 50 a year. Okay. And what, what was your profit? Our profit last year was 42. Mm-hmm. After you were paid or before you were paid? Before I was paid. So she made more than you made? She sure did. 
Okay. Um, well, that is the last year that happens. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're not, we're, <laughs> we're, we're not doing that. that again. We're not doing Correct. that again. So you, you, um, yeah, you, you, you've got to get, you've got to get enough business in the door to justify the position of that person. And right now you, last year you didn't because you should make at least what the team is making. Um, yeah. Unless, yeah there, unless there's a sudden unexpected downturn, but you're in an upswing and you just hired into the upswing uh, heavily, too heavily. Um, so, uh, all right. Your question is how to make that person feel appreciated. The other two, honestly, uh, I would just say thank you. I mean, we're growing a firm. Thanks for being here. Appreciate the help. And I do that on a regular basis anyway. And if you want to buy pizza or something for everybody every so often, that's fine. Do, we do stuff like that around here all the time. We celebrate with food around here like like it's nobody's business. So, um, you know, bring a, bring in a box of Chick-fil-A every so often or whatever, right? And that's not a big deal. It's not a big expensive thing. But just it's just you. And you just say, hey, guys, I just want to tell you thank you. I mean, I appreciate what we're doing. We're a, a small band here. There's just four of us, and it's us against the world. And, um, you know, we're having to scratch and claw, and these are the stories we'll tell people about someday when we get this thing going and it gets to be a big deal. And you're, you know, you're here on the ground floor, and thank you. Thank you for your dedication. Thank you for this and just saying it. And you don't have to do that once a year. You do it once a month in terms of saying right. thank you. So that takes care of the admin and the intern. They don't get any money. The The other one doesn't get any money this year. Uh, I might even tell the, the full-timer, uh, hey, listen, there's not a raise this year, uh, but, you, you know, I, I need to be real authentic with you. There, You know, we can look forward to that as we make more profit, but you made more than I made this year. Right. And I think I would tell them that. I think that's fair information. And okay. by the way, I'm not okay with that, and it's not going to happen forever. <laughs> it's never so, been the plan for that to happen forever. Yeah, I know, I know. I didn't think it was, but I'm just saying. I think you share that. I because I, I, you know, people can't add I, the number of people walking around my business in the last thirty years that don't know the difference in gross revenue and profit is shocking to me. You know, people don't know the difference in gross. I have a seven million dollar business. What's that mean? It means you grossed seven million dollars. What'd you net? Oh, we, we had expenses of $8 million. Well, you, you have a bad hobby is what you have, you know. And that people, people don't know the difference. So, I mean, because really your gross doesn't matter. It's your net that matters. So, yeah, anyway, it's good to explain that to team members from time to time in different ways. And in this case, a private conversation with this person telling them that. And along with some kind of appreciation. Um, uh, is the team member married? The full-timer? Yes. Are you? I am not. Okay. Um, are you in a relationship? I am not. Okay. All right. I'm trying, because I, I, I was going to suggest going out to eat, but that might be weird. I don't know. Uh, to, you know, the two couples going out to eat, and we just want to say, hey, this is our celebration dinner. We had a good year. You guys made more than we made this year, and we're going to have, you know, a great year. But it's kind of weird. I mean, I don't know. It feels awkward to me, but it might not to you. I don't know. I'm okay with it. Okay. it it's not a statement of it's wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong to be single. God, don't send me hate mail, people. But that's not the point. But the uh, uh, 
I'm trying to think of some way that I can do it on a relationship level, something that is not awkward, that uh, is just me saying thank you and saying I appreciate you and so on. And it, it does start with just saying that out loud periodically. Um, did you do business with anyone uh, that has a business that might uh, let you get an item from them at a deal? Hmm. Yeah, perhaps. Okay. Like we, uh, a thousand years ago, um, it feels like there's a, a really good country ham place that does mail order country hams down the road here. And um, they advertised on our show. And uh, I didn't have any money to do anything for Christmas bonuses or Christmas gifts. And we had about 40 people working for us. And I talked that ham company into running some extra ads for trade. And I traded the ad, the radio ads for country hams. And everybody got a country ham that year. And that was, that was all I could do. I didn't have any money. And we weren't, you know, we had the money to pay to give 30 people a Christmas bonus. So that was, and it's a big joke around here now with all the bonuses and the crap we do for people now that, if you'd been here back in the day, you'd have got a ham, you know? So, but anyway, but that still, it was nice at the time because we walked, yeah. you know, we walked in with some country hams or I don't know, maybe you re maybe you renovated a, or did a, some work for a bike company and the guy likes to ride bikes, get him a bike or something. I don't know. Something like that is, is a way to get creative and go at it. I guess. I don't know, Melissa, <laughs> but, um, I, I, I think that you're the reason that small business works and corporate America sucks because you actually are asking this question. I appreciate my people. How can I tell them I appreciate them with something that goes beyond simply a check when a check isn't available cash when cash isn't available and you can do that. Um, I'll throw out something else that we do from time to time for the rest of you out there it may not work for you too, Melissa, but my leadership team is all authorized to take money out of petty cash and not very often, but occasionally walk through an area, catch somebody who's been working hard on a Friday afternoon, hand them a hundred dollar bill and say, Hey, go out to dinner on us this weekend. You've been kicking it. And just a hundred dollar handshake, a $50 handshake, whatever. And they're authorized to do that. We probably don't do it enough. But and the guys in the booth are going, yeah, you don't do it enough. But anyway, shut up. But the, <laughs> but yeah, you're not getting any. <laughs> oh, I'll catch you afterwards. Don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, I mean that that kind of stuff. You could just you. It, but a hundred bucks is not worth. But that goes a long way because all it says is you caught somebody doing something right, and you said thank you. And corporate America doesn't know how to do that because corporate America has lost its soul. And the small business owner loves their people. They can they can be good to their people and just smile and tell them the truth and take care of them when things are not going well and all that kind of stuff. And corporate America doesn't have that ability. So just by you asking the question, Melissa, you set yourself apart and you make yourself an absolute amazing person. Thank you so much for being there. We really, really appreciate you. See, this is the kind of people that listen to this podcast. That's not leadership theory. That's I'm not making any money. How can I say thank you? What a great question. This is the Entree Leadership Podcast.
We just got back from Summit 2024 in Dallas, and it was absolutely incredible, y'all. If you missed it, you don't want to miss the next one. Me and a few thousand small business leaders are going to Denver next May to hear from John Maxwell, Pat Lincioni, Dr. John Deloney, and many, many more. Plus, for the first time ever, we're doing reserved seating. The sooner you lock in your tickets, the better your seats will be. But hundreds of tickets are already gone. So don't wait. Go to entreeleadership.com slash summit to reserve your seats today. This is the Entree Leadership Podcast. Thank you for joining us, America. I'm your host, Dave Ramsey. If you are looking for business theory, very highbrow discussion, I'm actually capable of doing all that crap, but I detest it, and so you won't find it here. Uh, You can find that in your college professor's classroom who's never made payroll. I made payroll this week. I made decisions along with my leadership team to hire people or fire people this week. We actually do this crap. And so if you want to deal with somebody's doing that, you're in the right place. If you want people who you want to have a business leadership theory discussion, you probably need to listen to those cool podcasts with the cool people because this ain't the cool people. This is the people get crap done here. And we knock stuff down. We pick stuff up. We leave the cave. We kill something. We drag it home. If you like this, help us spread the word. You're our best marketing program because you're our only one. (laughs) Share the show. Click like. Click subscribe. Click follow. And tell people that you are uh, getting business advice that you like. And uh, help people. Help us get some more people tuning into this tiny little pitiful podcast And um, we're honored that you're here. Thank you. If you want to be on this podcast, we'd love to have you. The number is 844-944-1070. 844-944-1070. We'd love to have you. You can be part of this. Hector is up next. He is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hi, Hector. How are you? Hi, Dave. Well, good. How are you, sir? Better than I deserve. What's up? Thank you for taking my call, sir. And uh, sorry, I'm a little nervous, so I'm just going to read off the script I have here. That's cool. It is... um, we are a uh, second-generation, family-owned Mexican restaurant that is being operated by my siblings and myself with two locations and have 75 team members and do $7.2 million in sales. And I'm calling because I want to know if, given the current market conditions with the slowing economy, if it is wise to pay off our $673,000 uh, loan at 3% uh, and deplete our savings. How much do you have in savings? We have uh, $850,000. I would pay it off today. You want to survive a down economy? Don't have payments. Oh, man, that feels so good. I feel like I just got chips and salsa. (laughs) I just feel great, man. You got no debt. Do you own this or does your dad own it? So my dad owns it. Okay, so you got to talk him into doing that. Yes. Okay. All right, here's the thing. COVID hit, pandemic hit, Fauci's quarantine hit, Fauci's disruption of the economy hit. We got fauci remember that? Yes, we, oh, yes. Yeah, you were shut down completely because, you oh, know, yeah. you can, the little COVIDs were hanging out in restaurants. We all knew that. So, right? Yes. So you were shut yes. down completely. Yes. Yeah, and we were shut down for a little while. We had entire segments of our revenue evaporate in 30 days. We had a healthy, thriving live events department. It's making millions of dollars. It evaporated. We have a high school curriculum that is taught 
to high school students and 48% of the high schools, it's a, it's a mi- tens of millions of dollars a year business. Almost all of the purchases for next year's curriculum happen in April. Guess what we were all doing in April of 2020? Sitting in our pajamas, getting fat. We got Fauci'd, remember? And so that that oh, yeah. whole thing evaporated. Nobody's in school ordering curriculum, right? And right. so, oh my gosh. I mean, I had tens of millions of dollars of, of incoming revenue just leave. We were scrambling. We had to create new levels of revenue just to make sure we could keep payroll going. We had tens of millions of dollars in uh, uh, retained earnings. You got a big old pile of money in retained earnings based on the size of your business. A great job on that. Um, and But we were sitting here with zero debt. We were careful. We were stressed. We were trying to take care of our team and make sure no one lost their jobs due to revenues evaporating. We were able to move revenues around, move people around, keep things moving. Not a single person lost their job. And we did not get into complete freakout mode. We never got into the red. We made money through the whole thing. We turned the whole thing around where our profits are up so much year over year. Right now, it's like crazy good. Uh, and guess what? All of that's because I didn't mean debt. And I had a pile of money. And so if the economy is slowing down and that is your fear, the best way to handle that is to have some cash, which you do. You have a couple hundred thousand bucks and you're debt free. Please pay this loan off. Please get rid of it. It is a weight that you guys don't even realize you're carrying until you set it down. When you set it down, the whole, all your brothers and sisters, your mom and dad are going to go, we've been carrying around a dadgum 300 pound weight on our back. Right. I promise you, you're not going to regret it. I promise you. And don't go back in debt again. Y'all are making money, man. Y'all, y'all work sure. your butts off too, don't you? Yes, we do. Restaurant business is hard. It's rough. Right. High it turnover. You can't keep people. It's a, one of my friends in the business, he said the average thing in your all's world is 300% turnover a year. Does that sound right? That sounds about right. Yeah, he's got his down. He's got now. his down to one hundred and twenty-five percent turnover, less than half the industry average, and he feels like king of the hill. Man, I, if I had one hundred and twenty-five percent turnover in one year, I'd just give up. I mean, we have a you know nothing turnover here compared nothing, nothing. We hardly lose anybody in a year. So, uh, but you you guys work. You deal with turnover. You deal with team members. You deal with crazy customers. You're doing $7.2 million in Mexican food out of two spots in a year. Y'all are kicking butt, man, but you're stepping and fetching too. You're working. There's a lot of sweat, a lot of late nights. Uh, You're tired. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. For God's sakes, don't let this thing be vulnerable to Bidenomics. For God's sakes, write a check and be debt free. Oh, please. I beg you. It's just best thing. You you will never be mad at Dave Ramsey for telling you to do this. It won't happen because, you know, even if your sales go way down, you got no payment. If you got no, I mean, the biggest line item on your, you got two big numbers on your P&L, payroll and payment. And we just got rid of two of your biggest, one of your two biggest problems on your P&L. You're going to have profit next month. Like you never, what's the payment on this thing? This thing is running about. $7,000 $7,000 a month. Okay. And what's your, uh, on your 7.2 million gross, what's your all's net profit in a year? Net profit. 
After cost of goods sold, after labor, after everything, everything, everything. About 18%. $2 million, right? Yes. Okay. And $7,000 is uh, $7,000 a month? Yeah, that's $100,000 a year then. Okay. Yes. So a hundred. So yeah, it's not. It's not. It's going to change your profit a little, but it's not going to change it that much. But it's not as much as I thought it would. So I was wrong on that part. But I was hope. I was hoping the math would just smack you around, but it doesn't. So a hundred hundred grand on two million doesn't change your life, right? But but I, I was hoping it'd be a lot more than that. But it's still you're having an extra hundred thousand dollars. The bottom line. Yep. That right now you're just you know you have another partner, the bank. Stupid bank is your partner, and they're a merciless twerps. They'll come take the place. They got no soul at all. Man, please, please, please. I love your business. I want to come eat there right now. I got my mouth watering. I bet you that's some good food, man. I mean, we're talking Albuquerque, New Mexico, Tex-Mex. I'm whoo, I could eat me some of that right now. Way to go, Hector. Proud of y'all. Killing it. Very well done. Please talk your dad into this. I don't know if you can or not, but if I woke up in your shoes, I'd be dead free by Friday. No banker in my restaurant unless he's a customer. That's it. I'm no longer his customer. He can come over here and have a taco. That's it, man. I'm done with you people. That would work perfect for me. Hey, guys, remember, better a weary warrior than a quivering critic. Leaders serve. Leaders are active, not passive. Leaders act on principle, not appearances. This world needs more high-quality leaders, so choose to lead. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Thanks for listening to the Entree Leadership Podcast.